Hello and welcome to Godfather, Godfather Minutes. I'm Alex Robinson. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that you're Alex Robinson, the podcaster? <laughs> I know you couldn't tell because of my excellent uh, McCluskey impression that I was, was doing. That was pretty good. Yeah, I was going to do the whole episode as McCluskey, but I don't know if my uh, vocal cords can take it. Yeah. Anyway, you're Andrew Robinson. Well, I am Andrew Robinson. Why don't you try using your voice, but use McCluskeyisms? McCluskeyisms? Yeah, you know what I mean. Stand him up! <laughs> That's my regular, my real voice. <laughs> no, but seriously, are you going to give us the intro, eh? <laughs> eh? He says more like, <laughs> eh. Right. Uh, anyway, yes, this is the Godfather Minute. We are the Godfather Minute, Minute brothers, brothers. And today we're talking about Minute 83 of the Godfather. Alex, a minuto. Minuto. Numero. Numero. 83. 83. That's an easy one to 83. remember. 83. 83. You got it. 83. That means mm-hmm. 83 in yep. Italian. I wonder if I'll be able to remember any of these numbers. I was trying to remember what 6 and 7 let's were. Give, I could not remember. Let's give you a quiz. 54. Uh, Yolanda Vega. You got it. Okay. <laughs> How about 18? Uh, Francesco Rinaldi. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I now got this. Once it goes in, yeah. no, I didn't go to college to become stupid. Uh, we're talking about minute eighty-three. Uh, it's this is a uh, Mikey is getting ready to meet the Turk. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're in the car. Mikey just got in the front seat of the car, and uh, the Turk lets him know he wants this all to work out, and mm-hmm. that he hopes he's not hot-headed, and that Mikey should keep an open mind. Yeah, why not? And uh, after that, McCluskey um, frisks Mikey and declares him clean. Mm. He is declared clean. That's the McCluskey <laughs> challenge. We have an affidavit here that says <laughs> Mikey's clean. Where, where is it? Signed by a police officer. <laughs> uh, they, they bring up the murder of McCluskey and the Turk in Godfather 2, right? They do, yeah. During the, the trial. Uh, the trial, right. yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the wording, but yeah. absolutely. Nice little callback. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so, what does the Turk think of Mikey? Hmm. Does he think he's a like a, a a gullible sucker? Does he think he's a like? Well, he says in an earlier scene, or no, it's Sonny who says in an earlier scene to Hagen, and get this, they want to send Mikey because uh, they know he's a civilian. I think. Yeah. But I guess personally. What is, what is he? He's, or even as just whatever. As is, does he? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I, it makes me wonder what the word on the street is. Salazzo's not a dummy. He's going to do his homework and get mm-hmm. as much on him as he can. But right. what would his sources tell him? He's he's a war hero, kid. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, a you captain. Know, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's a stand-up guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a stood-up guy. <laughs> he's a stand-up guy, Phil. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Well, I have to think all. I feel like we brought this up, but I feel like all people in the in the mob must kind of like have some contempt for regular people who are mm. trying to go legit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, and there's probably a, just a general lack of trust. I mean, in order to make it in an organized crime world, you just you have to always be doubting so, yeah, people's intentions. Suspicious, and, so and, he's probably very suspicious. So you think he thinks something's up? 
I think he's cautious. He's very friendly. This beginning, he is part. very friendly. Yeah, it's a good, um, it's a good uh, trick to have Mikey in the front seat and McCluskey and the Turk behind him mm-hmm. because it makes him feel he feels more vulnerable. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't quite see what they're doing or anything back there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he doesn't want to get carload while he's in the, <laughs> yeah. in the suit. <laughs> Do you think that's going to come up in? In current events, you know, how, let's pull a Pantangeli. Oh, right. <laughs> you think a, like a carload? Uh, oh, there was another thing with Roger Stone and The Godfather. Oh, well, someone, put, said, someone said he was going to show cause. He's going to go for right. Judge and Show Cause. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. Whoever's writing that story. Oh, my gosh. So this is life mirroring art. Right? Mirroring life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Mirroring art. Yeah, so I think Salazzo is just very cautious. And is it mm-hmm. in this minute where... Oh, no, it's the next minute where they do the old loop-de-loop on the George Washington Bridge. Right, so we'll talk loop, about that Loop-de-loop. <laughs> drivers know the loop. So I have to point out, Alex, uh, McCluskey looking pretty dapper. In that, what is he wearing, like a bowler? He's wearing a like? bow tie and a, like a derby. <laughs> a he's, derby, he's that's He's dressed right, yeah. to go out. Yeah, well. Look at him. Going to a nice restaurant. He wants, he wants, he <laughs> yeah. wants to dress up for the part. <laughs> yeah, I always expect to see him in his, uh, in his blues. His dress you know? blues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess he's off the clock here, though. Yeah. So they can't, uh, he, he shouldn't really... Would that be mm-hmm. worse if he was wearing his? I guess shooting him while he was in his uniform would probably be worse. Yeah, but you know he got mixed up with the rackets. It actually, it's actually better for the Corleones that he's not wearing the uniform because all the newspaper men are going to take pictures of kind of the dead guy, right? Like a dead cop. That's yeah, going to draw a lot would, more heat. That would be a, blood mm-hmm. is a big expense. Yeah. So the other follow up question I had because I, I feel like he thinks Mike is a, is. Like a gullible rube. Mm, okay. So, but do you think if the situation, let's just suppose that the Turk had approached Don Michael Corleone mm-hmm. about the deal, do you think mm-hmm. Mikey would have done it? You think he would have been hot for the deal? Is that yeah. what you're asking me? Yeah, Mikey would, would, or is he well, like, no, I'm trying to get out of the mob. I don't want to get further mm-hmm. in with dirtier business. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. So if this whole thing had happened five years from now and Mikey were. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it'd be different because yeah. Mikey wouldn't have become the. It's a great question. The, uh, I mean, I think Mikey would have taken the deal, not because he would have wanted to get in that business, and it does. It's counterintuitive because he wants to get out of mm-hmm. illegal activities. Yet he sees the strategic value of getting into drugs. Not maybe not now, but right. five, ten years from now. Yeah, and so he. I don't think he could resist another family getting an edge over his family. So he would take the deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Going into drugs would actually maybe help him become more legitimate because they have more power. And, you know, mm-hmm. if that's the trash. Yeah, right? that's, the, uh, uh-huh. that's the, the, the paradox of, yeah. of crime. That's the name of this episode, The Paradox of Crime. <laughs> Do you think Mikey, like his father, his father, and like Hagen, would guess that their political protection would run for cover if because these drugs are dirty business alex uh it's hard to say I mean, we don't know what uh i don't get the impression that mikey uh i don't think he's as good at the, as though i have to feel like the corleones lost some of their political contacts once the dom was out of the picture oh okay just because if you look at uh, GF2, mm-hmm. Mikey's talking to politicians and the guy's treating him like like he's like, uh, you know, 
there's nowhere for him to hang his hat. Like yeah. <laughs> Geary's totally like, you know, totally running roughshod over him. So, mm. um, Oh, and Mo Green suggests that too. It's like the Corleone don't even right. got that kind of muscle anymore. Yeah, they're being run out of, being uh, run out of New, New York. York. Hmm. So, hmm, I wonder. Yeah. But uh, I think you're right, though. I think Mikey would have seen that it's the way of the future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, he, he wouldn't have been able to help himself. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, think he would have revealed his intentions at the meeting like Hothead Sonny did. Oh, yeah, of course not. Yeah. Uh, I spoil all my children except for Michael. He knows better. <laughs> he knows better to say anything in front of you, Turk, Mister Turk, Mister Mister the Turk, Mister the Turk. So, uh, a, a couple notes I have: Salazzo swears on his children uh-huh. that that swears at his children <laughs> that too that Don Corleone won't be bothered mm-hmm. anymore. And uh, so, I was wondering: is that stronger than swearing on your grandchildren? And then later in GF1, Don Corleone swears on the souls of his grandchildren. Right. So what's, Alex, what's the ranking? I know you're all about power rankings. <laughs> I am about well, that. Well, what's, what's a stronger swear? Well, I think uh, the strongest oath, strongest oath, yes, you think. of those three. How would you rank those? Uh, well, I would say the younger the person is, the more valuable they are mm. as a, as a uh, if you're swearing on their life. Mm-hmm. Then I'm assuming that means if you're lying, then that person will die. Yes. Yes. So if you say, I swear on the lives of my children, then obviously they would get killed. So if you say, I swear on my grandfather, well, he's probably going to, he's probably going to be dead in a couple (laughs) of years anyway. So it's not really much of a, it's fun running much of an oath. (laughs) I swear on the soul of my great, great grand uncle. (laughs) He was very close to me. You got to understand that. He was removed not once, but twice. (laughs) He was removed twice, but his soul was removed three times. <laughs> yeah, so the soul business, wait, though. Wait, 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 let's go back to that. So okay. I could argue the that a, a child is closer than a grandchild because they're your children. They were born from you. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I don't have children, so we don't know what either of those experiences would be like. But I right. can't help but feel like the further generations they are away, either backward or forward, the more distance there is. Not that you don't care about them, but it's just a little bit more separated from you. Well, you got to keep them separated. <laughs> uh, well, but there's also the matter of keeping on like the family line. Oh. So if I swear on the lives of my adult children, mm-hmm. then and then they already have children who are who can perpetuate the line. Oh, it's not yeah. as much of a thing. Whereas if you do mm-hmm. the youngest people, that's probably going to be the people. If if we if I swore on my grandchildren mm-hmm. and they got killed mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. my children might be too old to have children at that point i guess you, you know don't I mean? you don't really know fredo sonny and mikey alex <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point i think if i think if salazzo said i swear on my or if anyone said i swear on my grandchild mm-hmm. that might be misleading because you might think oh yeah bringing the legacy on but someone's always going to have more grandchildren than children so i could i could sacrifice one grandchild oh. <laughs> singular versus right. plural. or what if it's like a the grandchild technicality. the plural the technicality he didn't pick up on it uh or what if you swear on on uh, grandchildren that you don't have yet like oh. TBA, children, <laughs> grandchildren yeah. to be around to be uh, named later. Sonny, you can't take credit out for grandchildren you don't have yet. They might not even exist. 
So what about the souls then? Well, the souls is even more of a, a commitment because, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I can swear on the lives of my children and okay, so they get killed, you know, mm-hmm. it's, they still get to go to heaven with Jesus and everything, yeah. but I assume if you're swearing on their souls, wow. then that means if you break it and then your grandchildren will be burning in hell forever wow. and Christian hell And they forever. won't be able to, whoa, they could, but wait a minute. Whoa, are you it's finding a loophole? So, I think I found a loophole. <laughs> I went to the Hagen School of conciliariness, <laughs> conciliarity. If you're just swearing on their souls, then they can. It doesn't mean they'll die in the flesh. They'll live regular, fruitful lives, perpetuate your legacy, and then then their souls will burn. Yeah, let them but lose your souls. <laughs> I swear, I was not setting you up for that. So maybe he actually, maybe this is a a criticism of of religion. If you actually look Wait, at the it. Turk is the, 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 or you no, mean the, I guess Puto, Coppola or yeah, 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 who are, yeah, yeah. Puto writing that don't cry. They don't swears on the souls of his grandchildren mm-hmm. as long as they're alive. And keep my legacy going. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but that's what he's thinking. So he's willing for his grandchildren to burn, even so if if he breaks the peace. Yeah, it sounds like that's it. what that's what that's yeah. the yeah. yeah that's 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 a hard business, man. Yeah. So you're saying souls of grandchildren of the grandchildren is the strongest oath. Next is grandchildren, and then finally are children. Yeah, right? and then well, it, yeah, although. I guess you could say, you could also say like on the soul of my mother or, you know what I mean? Mm, Cause that's mm-hmm. also a, if, if some of the, if once you're getting into souls, then I think parents, oh, I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. That which, is which tough. is the harder, you know, cause those Italians, they love their mother. So yeah, this is like swearing on their mother would be the, you know, the old, old Italian riddle. What's is, that? What's that? <laughs> it's been told to me. I don't know if it's just Italian, but uh, Italians have told me this. That mm-hmm. There's a test. If you're in a rowboat and the rowboat tips Ro- it's over, pronounced robot. Robot, and you can only save either your wife or your mother. Who do you save? I save my mother so that she can make more children, make, <laughs> make another new wife for me. <laughs> oh. And that's exactly because you can always get another wife. That's true. You can never, you can never get another mother. <laughs> Um, so, don't quote me. I really should have said, "I swear on the souls of my grandchildren," except for that one that was picked up for petty theft in Reno. <laughs> I like yeah, the way you can you, have him, Salazzo. The way you make, he's like, "I swear on the souls of my grandchildren." <laughs> he says <laughs> it like that. Really? I, it's, like, I mean, I exaggerate a little bit, but he that, he does have he that inflection. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll see in about. What? 18 minutes? How many minutes left? Well, speaking of which, we're getting uh-huh. close. This is the Turk now. We're getting into his final scenes. How how long until the Turk Well, gets and I have a confession. I have not even started the next countdown. What? So that's my goal this Saturday, is to work on it, to finish it. Oh, finish it? Yeah, yeah. To finish, not lock it down. You get the spontaneous creation. Yeah. That's That's the best. The best stuff happens when you're under the gun. It is, yeah. Apparently, the Beatles wrote the entire Sgt. Pe- Pepper album in, was it, like four hours? I don't even think they. I don't even think they wrote most of it. I think they was all a lot of it was improvised. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's there. They were geniuses, wow. man. So minute ninety, Alex. That's how many minutes we have left. So we're at minute eighty-one. That means there's nine minutes so left. This is minute eighty-three. Okay, so there's eight Ota- minutes o- left. Repita, ottanta tre. Ottanta tre. Seven minutes left. Have a seat and order your meal. Drink some wine. Try to feel. Ask for permission and go to the 
have more than you think in your hand Two shot dates you'll be on the next flight to Sicily And McCluskey too How many days Until you do We're counting down Come count with me You ain't gonna miss The Turk or Polly McCluskey, yeah I was gonna bring up the Well, first of all, before they even get to the frisking part Um McCluskey does that weird handshake where he like tries mm-hmm. to shake hands with yeah with Mike, but it's like over his back, so it's like Mike he has to <laughs> shake his hands. And he has to. I, I you can't really quite see what their hands are doing because it would have looked so awkward. They're just basically ah. like touching hands. <laughs> ah, I'm, I'm shaking hands that way with a thousand young punks. <laughs> uh, and then they then they frisk them. Huh. Uh, I have a funny bit of information about the frisk. Uh-huh. Uh, this guy named Sonny Grasso was the he was a technical advisor on the film. He was an ex cop, mm-hmm. so he helped about like police procedures and also mafia mm. guys and stuff like that. And um, did he teach McCluskey how to frisk Mikey? Well, they were doing the scenes, and Sterling Hayden was like, "Well, why don't we ask the expert how he's supposed to how he's supposed to frisk him?" Because they were wondering <laughs> how how he should frisk him, and the cop was like, "Well." You to himself thinking like, well, you wouldn't frisk someone once they're already in the car. Yeah, it's very awkward. He's like, you would have frisked him before he got in the car. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to say that because then yeah. the you know the movie and stuff. So yeah. he's like, so he's like, well, part of being a police officer is you just have to, you just have to improvise. So he says, oh yeah, he would. You'd have a meal on the front seat, and then like so that Face whole back. thing was just made wow. up by Sonny Grasso as a way of like <laughs> trying to not derail the whole film by having. It's him, pretty uh, convincing. Yeah, I and mean, like he just does it as a matter of fact, and he's clean. It's also weird enough where you think, well, that probably is how they do it. Yeah, yeah. It's just they don't think tw- – Mikey doesn't think twice about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCluskey goes right and – he, and he certified him clean. Yeah. So it must work. <laughs> like, I don't know. If, if Mikey had a gun in his sock, like strapped to his ankle, how would McCluskey have known? It's not like he felt his legs, really. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. McCluskey's getting a little – but he was getting, he's getting, uh, soft. What was it? What was it the uh, Turk said? He's getting, the old uh, man is getting, uh, what I, what I've been able to frisk Mike from the backseat 10 years ago. <laughs> no, yeah, what I've been able to get him soft. He didn't say soft, sloppy. He's getting, no. he's getting, hmm. we will asked, will answer. answer. So I have another point in this scene. Salazzo says to Mikey, uh, you, I hope you're not a hothead like I hope you're not a hothead like your brother Sonny. You can't talk business with him. Mm-hmm. But it's strange because before they tried to assassinate Don Corleone, it was Sonny who was hot for the deal. I think he means now. He now can't. he can't because yeah, he's, he's too hot tempered. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Which is funny because you think the, that um, the Turk in his research would have. That Sonny would have a reputation as a hothead, mm-hmm. but I guess he th- assumed that his business sense would override his greed, would override his his temper. But I, clearly, it's not the case. Oh, you mean in reconciling things yeah. with the Turk? Yeah, yeah. Because if the Turk was like, okay, if we take out the Don, that means Sonny's in charge, mm-hmm. and he was hot for my deal, yeah, so, so I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah he's not. not yeah. He didn't take into account his hot headedness. 
Well, I think I think it was I think Solazzo's consigliere got it wrong on the on Sonny's resume for the Turk. He put that he's hot for the deal, but what he was supposed to put, he was hot headed mm. for the deal. It's <laughs> yeah. one word difference. It's a subtle those oh, those little things. You I know. can't trust your consigliere. Yeah. Always double check your consigliere. <laughs> yeah. Always always get a wartime consigliere. <laughs> So um, another point, McCluskey yeah. scene says, eh, he's a good kid. Yeah. Eh, he's a good kid. And <laughs> earlier he says, uh, what, do you, what do you mean telling me my business, eh? <laughs> so he uses that a lot. It has uh-huh. a very different meaning here. What do you make of that? Wait, so first time he says, what are you doing telling me my business, What are you doing telling me my business, eh? <laughs> and this time he's like, eh, he's a good kid. Uh, I guess the other the, the other one sounds more like huh, like mm. like what are you gonna do, huh? And this one's oh. more like uh, ah, he's a good kid, like a <laughs> like a dismissive kind of like don't worry about it, sort of a, it's subtle. It's like Chinese, yeah. like subtle time things in the the mm-hmm. way you pronounce the words can have a dramatic uh, <laughs> yeah. difference. Uh, yeah, I think it would have been different if he had yeah. said this a lot. So uh, ah, he's a good kid, huh? <laughs> You know, it's a good kid. Huh? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Calling him hot like his brother Sonny. Huh? Why does he say he's a good kid? Because he's a I mean, war he, hero? I was wondering that. I mean, he apologizes too. Yeah. I, even the apology, I was wondering. It's, it's, I was going to ask you, is it, is it legitimate? It seems legitimate. I think it's legitimate. Mm-hmm. I think uh, McCluskey is Sorry a... Sorry about the other night. I think he's a uh, he's a pragmatist. He he kind of knows like well you know this Tatalia thing might not work out, huh? Yeah. So he's like he, that's why he's kind of buttering up Mikey so yeah. that hey you never know they might throw me some business. You yeah. know, didn't wasn't it established that they had had done business yeah. before yeah, in, they in, had in, paid in the book? Before, so yeah. uh, so maybe he's just maybe McCluskey's like ah oh, you know he got me up in the middle of the night to do that. So yeah. now that he's calmed down, he's like I gotta gotta make friends with these mugs, huh? Yeah. <laughs> And he realized that he crossed the line. And even in his apology, uh, he says, uh, I guess I'm getting too I guess I'm getting too old for my job. Too grouchy. Can't stand the aggravation. You know how it is. <laughs> That's the best part. You know how it is. Mikey's how old is he at this point? Twenty three or something. <laughs> he is really young to be yeah. uh, to be uh mm-hmm. to be well he must be old he must be older than that. Hmm. Well, he was in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do this every time. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, it's okay. Well, how old is Michael Corleone? Will we ask? Will answer. answer. All right, that's two already. Uh, Mike's age. Uh, and what, is, what does McCluskey mean when he says, "You know how you know how it is"? Is he referring to just being aggravated or? Punching someone because you're <laughs> impatient? What does he mean by that? You busted tons of guys' jaws. Yeah. You know what I mean. Come on, you frisk, you frisk, frisk thousands of guys over in Japan where you were fighting. Nah. I think he's just kind of like trying to establish a kind mm. of camaraderie between, like, ah, oh, you know, the same old grind. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's no rest for guys like you and me, right, Mikey? <laughs> And let's make this guy look like he got hung in his cell. Be- break this guy's jaw. It never ends. Uh, McCluskey is 58. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, it is Mark McCluskey. It is Mark, not is. Matt McCluskey. It's Mark. I Mark. Up, yeah. yeah. That still sounds weird. Yeah. Mark McCluskey sounds like a relief pitcher from the <laughs> Oakland A's. Mark McCluskey. 
<laughs> he throws a wicked foul ball. Does he? Really? No, knuckleball. <laughs> Didn't we say that already? I think. Did we? We already go to. I a, think we went knuckleball because he punches. Oh yeah, because yeah, he punches yeah. Mike. <laughs> Knuckle sandwich. <laughs> yeah, so he's fifty-eight years old. He's six foot five. Uh, Sterling Hayden. McCluskey or Sterling Hayden? Both. I assume both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big guy. Yeah. Uh, Big people are more likely to move up and get promotions, and I'm guessing in the police force that holds true also. Yeah, but do you think that's getting too old then for it? If he's only 58, I guess that's you know. I don't know. Back then, you probably just kept working. It was a lucrative business. Yeah, I mean, he made a lot of money. He made 10 grand just for uh, pulling the the guards off of the hospital. So that's a lot of money in that. Guys. A lot of money in that white power. Yeah, 10 grand back then is a lot. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, what else you got for this minute, Alex? Well, I have two other um, uh, facts about Sterling Hayden. Okay. Uh, his last film, he played John Brown mm, okay. uh, in the TV movie The Blue and the Gray. Oh. I think he's perfect for like oh, a John yeah. Brown type guy. Definitely, yeah. If you look around the internet, there's a picture with a big bushy beard, and I wonder if that's that's mm. uh, really it. But, uh, and apparently every time he completed a movie, he would ask the director... All right, when you took me, who did you really want for this picture? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I oh, guess. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so how would Coppola have answered that question? I, yeah, who, who, who would he have wanted? <laughs> oh, go, boy, back then in the 70s, a big guy. Oh, you know who could have done it? Who's the guy? Yeah, he was in early 70s movies. Who's the guy who was in uh, Young Frankenstein? He played Frankenstein. Oh, Peter Boy. Oh, Peter- you, Gene Wilder? Oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I was gonna try to do the Willy Wonka voice. <laughs> stand, I can't do it. Like stand him up. Like uh, what? Be, try to try to talking like Willy Wonka be, first, and then segue yeah. into the. Yeah, we pull the guards off your father's hospital room. So that's a lot of those men could come by. So <laughs> lots like I pay you all this I pay you all this money so so I can kill Don Corleone <laughs> and McCoskey's like and you get nothing. <laughs> Wait, stop. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's no way of knowing which way the graft is going. <laughs> It's like Zeppo now. <laughs> no, no. Uh, here's you know, a, come on, Peter Boyle, right? Peter Boyle would Peter be Boyle? good. Yeah, he'd be, I mean, he's a big guy, taxi driver. Yeah, I mean, he, he obviously he's not the same off. as McCluskey, but yeah, I, no. I think he could have pulled it. Yeah, off. he's not as grouchy, but he probably could or he's have done grouchy it. like in a different like, yeah. different, especially back then he was what you know. Well, maybe he just would have played the role like in Young Fang, saying, ah, put on the roof. <laughs> Stand him up. <laughs> but Captain, he's a war hero. Said <laughs> <laughs> a give. Uh, have you ever been frisked? Boy. I mean, like, really frisked. Not like, oh, we're, we're going to a, a concert yeah. venue and they kind of just pat yeah. you down. And I, and I didn't request it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I have been frisked. Oh, yeah? Yes. What was the Actually, context? just recently in my school district, there was, a, um, there was a, a, an online threat against the school. Uh-huh. And I responded to support the school. 
I, I, I probably can't talk about it too much. What do you mean you responded to rest- uh, the the role I play in the school district? Uh, my services were required to support the school in need. And so in order to enter the school, I was frisked. My team and I were frisked by police. Because they thought you might have been the threat? They just do that as a precaution for anyone entering the okay. school. Every day? No, no, no. This was a one-time. There was oh, a, this was just there a was one. an online threat ah, reported to school. Okay. They they initiated a protocol, right. yeah. and then my department responded to help. Wow! And so we were all frisked. Mm. Yeah, that sounded so. You sounded definitely like you were trying to not admit something in a court of law. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I have services which yeah, are yeah. needed in the yeah, school. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I also own stock in IT and T. We have a sworn affidavit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Was that? That's probably it. Yeah. How about you? I don't think so. Well, yeah. let me tell you. Let me bring. I you can mm-hmm. cut this out if it's too sure. uh, controversial. Many many years ago, uh, when you and I were filming uh, one of our movies, mm-hmm. uh, that was Terry Silver Robot Killer. It was Robot Killer. We Go should, to robotkiller.com. Yeah, and we have a one of our Patreon levels. You can get a copy of the movie. Yeah. Um, but you, you, me, and our other uh, co-creator, uh, Larry, were all pulled. We're all brought down to the station house by cops. Yeah, because we were filming around the uh, a, a, a um, reservoir, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, these guys running around a reservoir in a hazmat suit." And this was post nine eleven. Yeah, nine eleven. Right? It was like like September twelfth or something. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was like it was very it was it was like within yeah. six months of. And 9/11. this was a reservoir just north of New York City that. That supplied that water supplied New York City's drinking water. Right. So. Yeah. So uh, we were filming. We really didn't think that through. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we thought we were still like sixteen-year-old kids who could get away with <laughs> <laughs> being uh, jackasses. So anyway, so we so they hauled us downtown or mm-hmm. downtown into the station, but I don't remember them frisking us. No, I don't either. No, I think once they saw us and started yeah. talking to us, they realized we were just a bunch of jerks. They just did, bunch of you dummies. Know, they did confiscate that. That day's shoots, the mm-hmm. little mini DV yeah. Rec- uh, cassette. Yeah, never got it back. Never got. I it even back. went there, and because there was there were several scenes we shot that day, so uh, <laughs> it's probably on some evidence shelf somewhere. <laughs> okay, we're gonna break into the evidence room, <gasps> get the tape yes. back, and we can restore that lost footage. Into yeah, the, uh, we'll play it on the bonus content. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Per- it's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. They were those old toilets. Yeah. We'll tape the tape. We'll, we'll fasten it behind the toilet. They got an old-fashioned evidence locker. Easy to pick the lock. You know, when you look back at olden times, <laughs> we, I'm going to put some background music there. I don't know <laughs> for when you reminisce about olden oh, about times. About the, the good old days. <laughs> but what should be the music? Uh, I almost feel like it should be like a horse and buggy and kind of strings, like a la Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, all right. Um, so when you reminisce, what, what are you thinking of? I totally forgot. Man. Sorry. I, totally threw I knew me I off shouldn't have the, cut you off. Or we t- oh, right. You were talking about have the, the, uh, cr- uh, big deals. <laughs> the, uh, like up until fairly recently, like let's say 35 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, people's faces were not necessarily on their driver's licenses. Really? Like, or, you know, even if you think like in 1950, people's pictures were not on their driver's license. Yeah, it was I guess just a card that said your name and everything. Yeah. Like, how on earth did people, how did cops ever stop anyone from committing a crime in back in olden times? 
It's just well, so, you, know, you show up in town. You're like, hey, my name is John Smith. It's a, you know, a name yeah. just made up and, you know, like. I guess the description gets out. I guess. And maybe but. there was a lower threshold. Yeah, there was. It was easier to disguise yourself, but there was possibly a lower threshold for getting caught. The the reasonable reasonable doubt. Yeah, was. maybe like they round, they rounded up that many more guys right. who fit that description. Yeah, like if you were a stranger in town, you were immediately <laughs> suspect. Uh, it just also makes me wonder what thing nowadays, what thing in 40 years are they going to be like, could you believe in 2019? Like people didn't even have ankle bracelets letting you know where they would be all the time. They just had to rely on you (laughs) having your phone with you. (laughs) They control the direction of their cars. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? (laughs) People just smashing into each other all the time and stuff. So, uh, who knows what, uh. So I'm just saying we should have invented time machines. We could go back into olden times and commit crimes. Mm. Oh God! Are you say put pictures on IDs? No, no, so I, real I justice could take like, place. We should go on a crime spree, <laughs> especially since we're from the future. They'll never be able to. Uh, know, to yeah. uh, if I had a time machine, I'd be doing other things, Alex. I wouldn't just go like back what? to commit crimes. Well, you'll have to wait for the bonus content. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up, by the way. But Would maybe we should Hitler? talk about that. Would I kill Hitler? Yeah. Uh, I have to think about that. Probably yes. Th- what is there to think no, I would about? Ki- I would. Just a matter of when. Right. Like pre-World War One. Like uh, like as an infant. Yeah. Maybe. You or step- maybe I would adopt him. <laughs> there was Seriously. A, and there raise was him. A, uh, sketch, should, there was a TV sketch raised. that did that where people were sent back in time to kill. It was a show called The Birthday Boys, which I think I made you mm-hmm, watch one time. Mm-hmm. They were sent back in time to kill Hitler when he was like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, look at him. He's just a oh, little kid yeah, and so on. And then they're like, let's go later on when he's, and then he's like a teenager. And they like, they, oh, he's getting picked on. You're, yeah, yeah, fully. yeah. Come on, let's wait a little bit. <laughs> yeah, then he like asked some girl to the prom and she says no. And they're like, oh, we can't kill him now. You poor guy. And so then they wind up adopting him. And <laughs> I mean, you could adopt him and raise him Jewish. <laughs> like the Gandhi thing, right? What do you mean the Gandhi thing? Didn't Gandhi he, wasn't Jewish. Well, didn't no, I know Gandhi wasn't Jewish. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> didn't he? Didn't famously someone come to him and say, "Oh, I killed a like a Hindu man came and said I killed a like a Pakistani child." Mm-hmm. And then so, or is that right? Am I getting it right? And then so Gandhi and and he said, "I I." You know, I, I'm in despair. I'm perpetually in. What do I do, Gandhi? What do I do, Gandhi? He's like, I have a recommendation for you. <laughs> adopt a. Uh, I'm getting it wrong. Adopt a. Oh yeah, adopt a a Pakistani orphan and raise him as your child, but in the faith of what's the it's the Hindu and what's the what's the the the, the opposing religion? Oh, Muslim. Is that? Oh, yeah. Muslim and, and Hindu. Yeah. So basically raise a child of the opposite faith. Huh. Yeah. That's weird. You don't know that? You don't remember that? No. I messed up the story completely, but that that was this man's salvation. So theoretically, let's say I went back in time and killed Hitler. Mm-hmm. Then Gandhi would tell me, go go back to Austria in 1901 <laughs> and adopt a different kid and raise him to be a Nazi. In particular, Hitler. No, no, if I killed Hitler. 
you have a raise as a new Hitler. That's what I mean. He's no, 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 that doesn't work. <laughs> no, no, it would be. <laughs> well, this, this, this is guy... just for your own grief. If you kill a baby Hitler and you have feel no shame or grief, then the story okay. ends there. Right. This I'm, guy was. I'm despair. pretty sure it was Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I narrowed it down to four, and I figured out just to play it safe. Right. <laughs> yeah. I killed all the children in the village yeah. just to make sure I got. You know. I don't think you're making making it back to that time machine, Alex. <laughs> oh, and the irony is, you get imprisoned for killing all those babies, and then you write Mein Kampf, oh, and what? then you start or Mein Kampf, and then you. Mein Kampf. Golf his head. That's head. My head. <laughs> and then you become Hitler. Oh, no! that's like the Twilight one of those Twilight zones. Exactly. Mm. Maybe you're Hitler now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough joking about Hitler. Anything more about this minute? Uh, that's all I have for this minute. John Brown, fifty-eight years old. Mm. Sonny Grasso, McCluskey. I'm getting too old. I'm getting too old for my job. I'm sorry about the other night, Mikey. All right. Um, what do you want to rate this one? You ready? Uh, one, yes. One, two, three. Yeah, three. Right in the middle, eh? Yeah, you got a bit of McCluskey in there. Yeah. A little bit of Turk. You want to talk about the bonus content? Sure, what are we going to do? Well, one idea was to talk about that uh, Mad Magazine comic. <laughs> I brought it with me. Which I thought was great. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got our headlines, we've got our political cartoons. Yeah, all that stuff. Didn't we talk about another thing? Oh, in your time machine, what would you do? If you went back. Oh, that's what we're going to talk about? Well, I guess we already okay. talked about the Hitler. No, no, Maybe we, we no, exhausted we do, uh, Believe me, I can talk about time machines forever. I mean, about 70 minutes ago, we did talk about how the Corleone, like how what they would do if they went back in time. Did we really? We really did, yeah. <laughs> that was the whole thing with Sonny going back, and that's why at the meeting with Salazzo, he's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Oh, like, right. Yeah, that does. This is a funny <laughs> show. I should listen to it sometime. <laughs> you should, yeah. You know what? Uh, what? Maybe we recorded that one this afternoon and then went back in time and loaded it into minute 20. That's, that's sounds, that sounds more likely than us just yeah. doing it out of, out of Yeah, out of, I take it back. That's yeah. what we did. <laughs> uh, all right, then. So, everyone, thanks for listening to uh, to our little program here. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, if you're on Facebook, go to Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub and go hang out with us there and talk. There's some great Godfather chit-chat and jokes yeah, on there. Great memes. Great memes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you said you're going to start making some more Godfather Yeah, I made memes, one. I right? posted one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It was uh, Hyman Roth mm-hmm. at the airport looking very tired. Haggard. And you remember what the meme said? It said, please, no more second. <laughs> Did you notice it was an orange font? I did notice that. <laughs> I hope they paid for that. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's if you say, please, more Sanka. Then. <laughs> I don't think they would pay us to have someone say, no more Sanka. Unless it was like Master, uh, Master oh, House, Maxwell House. The, yeah, uh, the, chock full of nuts. What do they call that? It's like uh, Chock full of notes? No, like anti-marketing when you're, yeah, you're not uh, raising your brand. You're, you're dissing another yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Negative market, like negative you know campaigning. What? Let's what? talk about that in the bonus content. Let's right, maybe let's come up it. with Let's come up with some... Some other crime families dissing the Corleones in all the marketing materials. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I got all some right. ideas. All right. All right. Good. Let's do it. Uh, well, all I right. guess until then, try, try the, the veal. veal. It's, it's the, the best, best in the city. city. Yeah. Yeah.